Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, all seven runs in heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Happy Thanksgiving to all Canadians who love football and have to sneakily watch the games while working. It is I, Rob Paul, aka the biggest anti-Black Friday NFL game NFL fan there is. And with me, as always, is AJ. Tommy D did it for Italy, Marquez. Oh, amen, brother. We'll get more on Tommy D later. What a performance. Today we're talking all the noteworthy NFL rookies from week 11 of the NFL season. Let's do seven, 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 seven rounds in heaven with my baby, driving out to Casey, maybe looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's gonna wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's gonna put ketchup on a stick? Who's gonna, gonna find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And, and that's, that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by the Egg Bowl. It's an American college football rivalry game played annually between Southeastern Conference members Mississippi and Ole Miss. The teams first played each other in 1901. AJ, the Egg Bowl, some people say, is the uh, most heated rivalry in college sports. Agreed. That's not, that, that's not even, I'm not, I'm not even being hyperbolic. That's, and this said, like, some people do believe. I feel like Whatever area of the country you're from, though, you think that's the most hated rivalry, heated rivalry. Like, if you're from Bama, you think it's Iron Bowl. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think, like, unless you're, like, you know, west of Texas, then you got to think it's an East Coast game. But, yes, agreed. If I mean, come on. Like, if, if you're from the Northeast, you think it's... Uh, Boston versus UMass mm, and hockey. Th- those are some fucking... Those are some classics, man. Anyway. Harvard-Yale? You've seen that before? Have you seen one of those games? Amazing. <laughs> Princeton-Dartmouth? Oh, okay. Dartmouth's on a special... It's Dartmouth's having a special year. That's all I gotta say. Alright, let's get to our senior bowl <laughs> acceptances. Uh, we've had three since our, uh, our last time connecting. Better be three Ivy League boys. I mean, they do call Louisville the Ivy League of Kentucky. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Louisville receiver Jamari Thrash, Duke uh, defensive lineman Dwayne Carter, and Auburn corner DJ James. I didn't see Thrash. This is the first time I'm hearing that. That's awesome. It happened while we were recording yesterday. Oh, come on. Nagy's too sneaky. That's sick. You know, I've been uh, pumping the Thrash stock all year, baby. Uh, that's sick. I'm glad to hear that. It's gonna be a, there's a couple of guys that are in the Senior Bowl that can have very Tank Dell weeks, and I think Thrash is amongst them. Has been one of the most impactful transfers in college football this season. Uh, about to win the ACC. It's awesome. And uh, 
I, you you go on the on your, like the next one's super exciting too. I love Dwayne Carter. Yeah, he was one of one of my kind of sneaky fave guys over the summer. He's been awesome this year. Yeah, for a really good uh, or underrated Duke defense uh, versatile yeah. uh, interior defensive lineman. Really good short area quickness. Really good shooting gaps. Plays with great uh, pad level. Um, a guy who I think can be a, a really interesting day three three tech. Me too. I like Carter. That's a good one. Uh, DJ James, super athletic guy too. Yeah. Uh, two more East West Shrine Bowl acceptances. Coming off uh, the South Dakota State offensive lineman yesterday, we got running back Isaiah Davis from the Jackrabbits, uh, as well as Florida center Kingsley Egwukon. Yeah, look, we've liked Isaiah Davis for a couple seasons. Obviously, um, you know, as an underclassman, but big back has got lots of juice. Like, looked better than strong. You know, his freshman year, I thought. Um, yeah, that's a cool one. I th- I'm excited to see it. Look, so many jackrabbits there. That's that's fun. Yeah, Isaiah Davis, one of the most productive college running backs of the last couple of years, especially at the yeah. FCS level. But uh, that's a sneaky name in this running back class. That's kind of gotten uh, forgotten about a little bit. Well, one of the top senior running backs for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of got some uh, Roshan Johnson day three yeah. impact player vibes. Speaking of NFL rookies, let's get to our NFL Week 11 rookie superlative, starting with the rookie QB rundown, where I believe we have six this week. Keep them brief, except for Tommy D. I'm, I got 20 minutes in Tommy D. Um, and I've got 20 on DTR. Perfect. Um Less exciting, though. We got uh, this guy named Bryce Young, first overall pick in the draft. Uh, he was 16-29, Rob. 123 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Uh, got sacked six times. I think that's the story of the game. There was just a lot of pressure. The offensive line just, just can't block. <laughs> it just can't block. More on that later, but I don't know. I thought when he had some time, he was all right. But he just doesn't look like the first overall pick in, in any draft. Like there's, He's not elevating anyone around him. I know that's a tough situation because no one around him is making plays and that doesn't help either and the offensive line is poor and I think I think I think Tepper's got to go in and sit down and you know think about getting rid of Frank Reich and company after the first season I think that's the right decision um I don't know a lot of pressure there's a few you know bright spots I guess like I don't know like like not really there's a nice back shoulder throw deep down the sideline that's good just like man in his face placed it perfect timed it perfect um, Thielen kept going like these deep like whip kind of routes. I actually don't know the name from them, um, <laughs> which I thought was really bold because they, they're really long developing routes. Um, I, I think Young kind of had him on two of them, but hit him on one where Thielen had a great grab. Um, another one where he kind of just missed him. Another one where he kind of just missed like a deep crosser where he rolled out right man in his face and the ball was just kind of wide. I don't know. Lofted a beautiful one on like a deep out, but it was a drop. That was kind of like all they really get excited about. The touchdown was just like play action, motion in the backfield, tremble out, hit him at the goal line, easy breezy. Um, I kind of think he's like getting really fixated on Adam Thielen, which is hard to blame him because like no one else is really getting open by my eye. I, I snuck some illegal all 22 for this game too, so didn't see anyone getting any, anything open. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And then the interception was just, I, to me. It was a better play by Bland than a bad throw from Young. Like, he was kind of in trail on a crossing route. Young could have thrown it, you know, a little sooner and a little further out, but Bland jumped it perfectly. It was a hell of a play by the Defensive Player of the Year, baby. 
and he took it back for six. But just, oh, man, there's nothing to get excited about with Bryce Young in this offense, and it it sucks. It really sucks. Yeah, I um, I wonder if it's kind of flown under the radar how bad he's been just because the Panthers are such a boring team. Like, it's not like yeah. he's out there throwing three interceptions a game yeah. like the second overall pick did. <laughs> um, and he's not like Zach Wilson bad. Yeah. He's more Kenny Pickett bad. Yes. boring. But it's not horrific. Like, he's he's an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Not necessarily a starter, but <laughs> yeah. he, like, belongs in the NFL. So you're you're like, okay, well, like, it's everything else around him is bad. He's not getting bunched for, but, benched for Tim Boyle is what you're saying. Yeah, but at the same time, he's not showing anything where you're like, okay, well, the Trevor Lawrence rookie year was bad, but yeah. there was moments where you're like, yeah. oh, no, he has it. It's just... The, the infrastructure around it. Urban Meyer's a it's, shit show, yeah. It, and it's like, Frank Reich's obviously been, I think, by all accounts, terrible. But yeah. we've also seen Frank Reich have success in the NFL as yeah. a play caller, as a head coach. And so you don't really have the Urban Meyer defense on that either. So <laughs> no. I don't know. It's, it's, and the fact that they traded their first round pick to get him to. And at the time, I, I think, like, the trade made sense. Yeah. I think some of us thought they were getting C.J. Stroud, and they're probably upset they didn't. Like, even, like, he hasn't even had a run game to lean on, you know? Like, that was another move. You know, I thought bringing Miles Sanders in, and the offensive line looked solid down the stretch. And, I mean, like, I, I guess they, they had some success running this week more than more than most weeks, but has not been anything to lean on at all. Miles Sanders has been a massive disappointment in Carolina. I mean... I don't know. We got really excited about this team and the staff, and it looks like it's just getting out of there. But it's funny because I think a lot of people thought the infrastructure around Bryce Young was a lot better than what was around C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Meanwhile, Stroud's elevated – I mean, I think enough credit wasn't given to the fact that Laramie Tunsil's a premier Pro Bowl left tackle and having that's super important. But um, – the way Stroud's elevated and kind of, especially early on in the year, Rotunzel was injured. Most of his mm-hmm. offensive line was injured. He he kind of hid those flaws. They haven't had a run game all year. Damian Pierce yeah. had been pretty bad. Devin Singletary's been better and, and they've been Last two the weeks. better. But yeah. like, they're among the ten worst rushing offenses in the league. And still, Stroud in, in a game where Stroud threw three interceptions against the Cardinals, they still win. Throws for three thirty six and two scores. Um, and you come out of the game, and you're like, I'm not worried that he threw three interceptions. Obviously, he's been that good already, so, yeah. so that's part of the reason you're not worried. But at the same time, like, one of the interceptions was a poor decision in the back of the end zone where I think he just, like, got overly aggressive. And I, 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 uh, I thought that was a, a poor decision. But the other two were, like, nothing I, I was too worried about. And I, I think, too... The fact that he is aggressive, like he really trusts his arm, and that's why we're seeing such brilliant throws from him mm-hmm. uh, throughout this throughout his rookie year. And I mean, I, I think that Tank Dell touchdown was just yeah. that was cheeky, <laughs> kind of flush from the pocket to his right, has a defender in his face, uh, rips it up there to Tank Dell, who ran unbelievable route by the way. If you watch that route, I, th- I think he it, it, it was like a, a double move, and he added like a, an extra move into it. Tank's nasty. Uh, 
when when uh, the play was out of structure and CJ Stroud was was ad libbing, and I mean Tank also made an incredible adjustment on the play. Um, more on that in a bit. Uh, but like the plays like that, you're not seeing that from Bryce Young. And I mean, there no. was this one third of Dalton Schultz that was amazing, kind of uh, down the seam where he just placed it low enough to, that the safety couldn't make a play, and, and Schultz went down to get it so the safety couldn't take his head off. It was just brilliant. And, like, the footwork throughout the the game, like, the Cardinals' pass rush looked pretty decent, and he just navigates the pocket so well, finds receivers open over the middle, throws with such anticipation and and phenomenal ball placement. It's like, we knew about the accuracy, but I think more than anything, like, his his footwork has just been maybe the most impressive Mm -hmm. bit of his game. Not to say, like, it didn't stand out at Ohio State, but, like, I think he he's got some of the best pocket movement skills of any quarterback in the NFL. And like you're right now, at least I feel like there's a lot of poor court pocket. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I'm like I, yeah. I I think Stroud's firmly a top ten quarterback in the NFL right now as a as a rookie, ten games into his career, and I don't know how much pushback you would get arguing that he's top seven, maybe even top five. Like maybe that's a bit rich. But I mean, like he's been that good. I, I and even the people who push back against you would probably say we just need to see more. Like he is mm-hmm. trending in that direction. Yeah, I I know we're so far past this, and you know Stroud's been unreal. But like, just to highlight where the expectations was, because you touched upon that with Young and um, and Stroud comparatively. <laughs> Before the season started, everyone was like laughing at the Texans because. You know, they're going to hand the Cardinals the first two picks in the draft. And the Cardinals are obviously trending towards one of the first couple of picks. But we come to this week and Houston was a five and a half point favorite and, you know, just just didn't cover. But you know what I mean? Like, that that's just where the – that's just how good Shroud's been. Where, like, he's, like you said, elevated everything around him to the point where, like, this is a game that the Texans were expected to win easily. And, they, I mean – there was, they didn't score in the second half, and, you know, it was kind of like a, a bit of an ugly second half. But mm-hmm. they did win, and it was pretty fairly easy, right? And I just, I don't know, just from where, where we've come, how far we've come with Stroud this season, I know we've, it's been said a lot, but just so impressive. Just overall, this whole thing, this whole undertaking by Ryans um, and, and Slowick and company is just so so unreal. I think they really hammer home how phenomenal he has been as a rookie is – you just look at the NFL offensive rookie of the year odds now. Yeah. Do you do you know what Stroud is? Uh, I don't know. My, my, minus five. No, I don't even know. Give me a number. Minus. Give you. What do you mean? The just true number. Tell me, baby. Yeah. Minus five thousand. I was gonna say that originally, but I think that'd be a little too obtuse. Yeah, that's. I think three weeks fair. ago when we brought it up on the show, he was minus five hundred, and that was after yeah. his like record-setting day. And it's just he's pulled away that much. Puka's second plus eighteen hundred. Yeah. Because it's a given. Like, even if Stroud's, like, slightly mediocre down the stretch, I, I think the award's his. If I place a $5 bet, I get $0.10 back, AJ. Should I do it? No. I'm guaranteeing myself $0.10. Cents. <laughs> Wait. If I put $1,000... Oh, shit. Uh, what's, the, what's, bucks. what's the Ryan's Coach of the Year odds? I was going to ask about that one. Well, let me find out. I think that's I more... I mean, that's the... Uh, that, I think that uh, just to... To the point um, we're talking with with Bryce versus Strad. That's the other thing. Like D'Amico mm-hmm. Ryan's has been incredible. Bobby Sloak was a perfect hire. Yeah. Um, there seems to be so much continuity 
from head coach down to quarterback, right? Like, versus Frank Reich seemingly didn't necessarily want Bryce Young. The owner made the call. Like, I don't know. It's all very yeah. weird. Uh, D'Amico's second uh, lowest. Second, After Campbell. Pl- yeah, plus 300. Campbell okay. plus that's, 140. I think that's the top two. I agree there. I mean, yeah, like, like comparatively, you know, obviously <laughs> – the hole that was left for the Panthers organization after Matt Rule left was pretty big, but I think the shit show in Houston the last few years was even worse. And that was just that's just extra kudos to what Ryan's and company and Shroud have done. Um, yeah, that, he's been unreal. And yeah, lock him in rookie of the year for sure. I'll keep us moving and uh, moving to Will Levis, the Titans rookie quarterback. Weird game. The Jaguars just kind of got up early. It got it got away from Tennessee and. Um, they really didn't ask Will Levis to do anything until the fourth quarter when yeah. he racked up some garbage. Like, he looked fine. Like, the fourth quarter, he had a, I don't know if you saw this cool, like, double reverse touchdown past uh, Nuke Hopkins. And then he had another deep throw off a, a, a play-action pass that kind of later set down set up a, a goal line touchdown pass. Those were his two touchdown passes. He only threw it 17 times for buck 58. Um, yeah, they really didn't ask him to do anything because they just... We're kind of out of it off the jump, and it, it, I don't know. The, the play calling felt very conservative, mm-hmm. and I kind of just want to see them let him let it fly. He looks really good off play action deep shots. Yeah. Um, his arm talent obviously stands out. I, I, I found he, under pressure, he kind of, I don't want to say he like turtled or anything, but kind of struggled to extend plays when pressure gets in his yeah. face it's kind of game over it felt like he was only yeah. sacked twice and he sh- one of them a strip sack but um i i do think he kind of struggles to handle pressure yeah if you blitz him was he struggling uh, like um like finding space in the pocket and kind of like yeah. creating a plan yeah. yeah that's what his big thing was last week too which is funny because like cj Stroud seems to be so good at that mm-hmm. so and, and i watch these games back to back and going from that to this and, and like I think you can still. I, I I feel like since the four touchdown game, people have kind of waffled maybe a little bit on what can Will Levis yeah. be. Yeah. I think he's still showing enough that like you're definitely going into next year with him as your starting quarterback. Yeah, absolutely, um, I agree with you. I, I I think there's a lot of bright spots. I think this Titans team's like quietly really untalented. Yep, it is. <laughs> uh, the offensive line's bad. I mean, you got a rookie quarterback who doesn't handle pressure well. Um, it's just kind of a recipe for disaster. And, like, New Hopkins has been pretty impressive for mm-hmm. them, given the circumstances, but, like, it's not a good pass catching. I, I feel like this Derek, is just a huge offseason for the Titans. Yeah, like, Derrick Henry, I think they should have traded him. Yeah. I'd like to see them use Ty J. Spears more. They, again, he, like, barely played until the fourth quarter. Sometimes um, they do, and most of the time they don't. Yeah, it's really weird. It uh, is. I don't know. Vrabel's one of the most um, but, uh, head coaches. I've been saying it. <clears throat> I, 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 well, he's gonna he's gonna be the Buckeyes head coach when Ryan Day takes the AM <laughs> job. Um, but no, I came out of it thinking like that was a really weird game. Yeah, I don't want to take too much a, a, away from it in terms of Levis's development, but I did think he did some good things in the fourth quarter, and I do think early on, like the pressure was really kind of frazzling him. I, yeah, I think he's shown enough. Obviously, I agree with you to be the starter going to next season for sure. But not quite enough where you're like, really hopeful beyond that? Like, next year is still a make it or break it year, I think. Um, again, it's still it's still so early, but I agree with you. The arm talent is there, but it's still a long way to go with him. And that's what you expect when you drafted him, you know? Like, 
You didn't draft him. Like he, again, the week he, he broke out, he was in the competition to start. You know what I mean? He was behind uh, Willis for a lot of the summer and the start of the season. So the expectations, I felt like, kind of were unfairly you know put upon him because of the first game. But, yeah, it's, it's a huge offseason for the Titans, and this team could go in a lot of different directions. But just let him go play. I think that's the big takeaway is let him play, man. Yeah, but what do you have to lose at this point? Um, speaking Nothing. of losing, Aiden O'Connell. He didn't lose. Well, t- tell us about it. Not at life. He won, baby. No, I mean, look, he hung him in there for a long time. He hung in there. They were down by seven, like, with uh, at the end of the game, you know? Like, he, they hung in. I think O'Connell, you know, 24-41, he was slinging it. 271, a touchdown, three picks. I think, though, like, you know, expectations-wise, you know, I think you watch him, he's pretty calm in the pocket. He can step up a little bit. He throws a nice-looking ball, gets the ball out of his hand quick, hits open receivers. Um, Accuracy can kind of be hit and miss at times, especially when he's got some pressure. You know, isn't going to make any plays. Isn't going to do anything outside of structure. He's a spot starter. I I don't see, like, he's going to hang around. I don't see anything like a developmental starter or anything, though, you know. Um, But I think he's got the goods to hang around, and... (laughs) They were in this game. They hung around in this game. Um, he threw a pretty, pretty, you know, good touchdown. Kind of was just a deep shot. He laid it out to Adams, gave him a chance. Adams made the play. Um, the defender like fell. Good work. Um, almost had Adams on another deep one on a flea flicker late in the game. Nothing like too much to get excited about. Like pure, like just making throws wise. But like I said, hitting hitting open receivers and making good plays. Um, and then the interceptions. I thought, like, the first interception, he was kind of throwing late over the middle, and Ramsey jumped it. That's a bad bad play. That's a no-no. And then the, <laughs> the last two interceptions, they were late in the fourth quarter. The first one it was fourth down, three minutes left. They were on the Dolphins' 24. Like I said, they're down by seven. <laughs> Instantly pressured. He's in the grasp and kind of just going down and chucks it in right to Jalen Phillips. It was hilarious. <laughs> and then, but the Raiders get them the ball back, baby. The Raiders D. That's Antonio Pierce's group. They're standing tall. They get the ball back. He drives them down the field. Like, the whole field. They go down, or almost the whole field. Good good drive, hitting, making a couple throws, Adams and whatnot. Still 20-13. They get to the 39, almost in field goal range. They don't need a field goal, but I'm just saying. 30 seconds left. He kind of just tosses it up to the end zone. Um, double coverage. Ramsey makes a sweet interception to end the game. But, yeah, overall, I think this is a guy that can, you know, when you when you're, this is not a guy I think you go into the offseason feeling confident as a starter, like okay. like like Levis. Um, I think this is a guy that you know you're gonna look to find your franchise quarterback. But um, yeah, I think it's a guy that it's gonna hang around in the league for a long time. Yeah, I and I think a lot of what you're saying can apply to Z Swish Ramble, uh quarterback mate yeah. Dorian Thompson Robinson, who. Uh, Less statistically impressive day, but won the game against the Steelers 13 10. Uh, 24 43, a buck 65, a pick. Completed uh, his, th- his yards per attempt was 3.8. Killing I it. can't believe they threw it as much as they did. That's and really I can't weird. Believe they didn't run him more. Yeah. Th- three rushes, 20 yards. Keep in mind, his best run of the day was on like a. A, a scramble where he, he beat pressure and, and ran for like 10 yards. Um, it, yeah, I don't know. It was a lot of checkdowns, a lot of kind of nothingness with this offense. It, it, it kind of, I, and I, I know they're they're dealing with injuries in their backfield. Yeah. Um, and the Steelers' run D uh, pl- played up up to the occasion. Like Cream Hunt and Jerome Ford really didn't do anything. Um, 
but he came DTR came alive on that final game game winning drive uh, essentially and uh, they, they marched I mean, 48 yards in a, in a minute basically um, lot, and again lot, lots of quick throws to Mari Cooper and, and Joku Joku had like 15 targets everything was just like him over the middle he had, he had like that's three drops too oh that's not um, good yeah um and yeah and like dump off to cream hunt um i i don't know that he had a completion over 10 air yards uh but like i don't know i think i think had he not led that game winning drive i i'd be a lot more negative yeah i i don't know if he's gonna finish out the season starting if this team is gonna really make a playoff push they signed flacco like i I mean, if they sign Joe Flacco, it tells me they don't believe in PJ Walker. I was kind of surprised they su- went to DTR. If I'm going to be honest, I was Same. pleasantly surprised. But and and I yeah, so I don't know if DTR finishes at the season as a starter, but I do think he's shown enough to to deserve a, a shot at being QB two next year too. Yeah, that's fair. Like, like yeah, he he's. I think he's been the least impressive rookie quarterback I've watched, but also the play calling again was really weird. Yeah, that's such a strange game plan. Work though, baby. That's a dub. That's all that matters. They just like couldn't throw the ball or couldn't run the ball, so they were just throwing a lot. But they were also I I just weird. would like to see them incorporate DTR in the run game a little bit more. Yeah, no, that that would be smart. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's get to it. Tommy DeVito. Speaking of dubs, baby. Tommy D. Big win over the, uh, changing the name to the Elshington Commanders because, yeah, the Giants rolled in and won. Uh, Ron Rivera's done. I think this is the end of his tenure because you can't lose to Tommy DeVito and walk away. But DeVito was not bad. 18-26, 246, three touchdowns. That looks damn good. You watch the game. Um, I don't know if it was that impressive, but there were some really good plays. Um, to me, the highlight of this was that he got sacked nine times. Um, I saw that. Was constantly under pressure. Still was balling. Um, I think he kind of compounded the sack numbers by like just running out of the pocket pretty often instead of you know making throws. Um, but when you're as athletic as Tommy D, you know you gotta you gotta try to make plays. Um, some pretty solid throws. This was easily his best game. This is easily his best game. Um, and like I think like just while comparing the two. This was like a realistically great game for like Bryce Young standards. <laughs> like if Bryce Young went out there and put this game up, it's like yeah, that's the turnaround. So you know what I mean? Bad offensive line and all everything. That's this is the turnaround. But anyways, um, he, he was just finding Saquon in the passing game a lot. First touchdown was a great throw. Saquon kind of you know hit the wheel, um, found him in the hole, put it between the corner and the safety. Great throw, great catch, touchdown. The second touchdown. Oh, by the way, I think Dable was cooking. I think Dable was cooking in this one, trying to save his ass. Uh, p- play action. Slayton kind of came wide open on a cross. He, Tommy D threw it late, threw it behind. Don't matter. Hit Slayton on the back hip. And then Slayton kind of just stopped, froze the defender, and cruised into the end. It was pretty sick. And then the third touchdown was just a little one to Saquon in the flat. Well-placed ball. Um, nothing, nothing to write home about. But yeah, I think Dable was just cooking this one, putting Tommy D in the best situations he can when he wasn't getting sacked immediately. Um, just, just, yeah, I don't know. I, I really didn't expect this. I think this is the end of Ron Rivera in Washington if it wasn't already. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, again, this is a guy that shouldn't be starting, but 
if you look at that line, he's he's better than Bryce Young. So draft Big Ten quarterbacks. Is what I'm here. That's the takeaway. I, I totally agree well, with that. C.J. Stroud, Aiden O'Connell, Tommy D. The, those the, they were the three best rookie quarterbacks. Amen. Um. Also, is Kayvon Thibodeau better than Aiden Hutchinson now? Can we say that? No. Did you Did you watch the Lions game, buddy? Fuck. I actually did. Yeah. So you didn't see Hutch end rookie, that game? That leads me to my rookie of the week. Darnell. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, let's, let's get away from the quarterbacks and let's get into Thank uh, God. more interesting things. Um, my offensive rookie of the week, I alluded to it earlier, Tank Dell. Yeah. 10 targets, 8 catches, a buck 49 to score. That score, that route, that, that adjustment, incredible. Uh, him and CJ Stroud have just such a great connection. His route running was just uh, like popping. Um, even on like this little 10 yard curl for a first down, like just the, 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 um, his start-stop ability, his ability to throttle down, it's everything he saw at the Senior Bowl. <laughs> like, actually. And, yeah. And, like, he's on pace for 1,100 yards and 10 touchdowns. That's huge. He's been awesome. Um, yeah, and, and, like, him and Nico Collins are, like, one of the funnest wide receiver duos in the league. And his it's, it's not even, like... It, it, his route running is is the thing, man. Like it's just yeah. the ability to create such separation, whether on deep routes like the touchdown or um, short chain moving plays like like the one I mentioned, and and he's operating so well over the middle, and like you don't even realize how small he is on mm-hmm. the field, like because he doesn't play that small, and he's beating press coverage, and he's he's not just lining up in the slot. It's uh, it's been wicked to watch. It has. I mean, like, I I don't know. Like, again, I wasn't very high on him, but, like, the I kind of thought, you know, I, you know, you definitely saw the talent, but I didn't think that, like, that the big play, explosive plays would kind of ever come with him. You know what I mean? I don't know. He was, he was so good. Uh, he's been amazing. I'm sticking with another amazing rookie wide receiver. Uh, I'm going to go with Puka. Puka Nakua. Wasn't, like, a, his biggest game or anything, but... Five catches, 70 yards, a touchdown. Um, his first catch was the touchdown. It came, like, close to the end of the first half. Just, like, a really physical route. Got to the goal line. He like, hit, like, a spin move at the top of the route. It was pretty sick. Uh, that, caught, that created some separation. Um, you know, Stafford kind of stuck it on him. It was a good play. Him and Stafford just have a magical connection. Obviously, Stafford being back after the bye. Um, I think Puka's going to keep cooking down the stretch with him. Had a one where he's just like, Stafford just layered it over him perfectly, over like a defender to him perfectly on like a, like kind of like a seven, something like that, some, uh, route. Um, no, and I think like, I, I definitely never gave him, he's done it so well this season, but like, I didn't give enough credit for his ability after the catch, I think. Um, it's just always impressive how strong his yak is. Like, he had one play where it was like, I can't remember if it was a third or a second down, but getting down to the goal line, just just caught the ball and dropped his shoulder and went through a guy, got to the first down. Just, like, very consistent. It was a big second half. The Rams won. Weird game. But, um, yeah, Puka's been awesome. And both, both. I mean, I obviously Tank Dell's kind of, you know, come on hot lately, and Puka's been doing it since week one against Seattle. But both of them are kind of, you know, emerging uh, later you know, as guys that the expectations weren't super high for, is super impressive. Um, the rookie receiver class has mm. just been. I, I I meant to check before the show, but the amount of guys who are on pace to go for over eight hundred yards is like it must be approaching some sort of record. It's funny because like two, well, 
one of the first round guys is an instant bust. Another can be probably labeled a disappointment. Been okay. Come on, <laughs> like I guess Jason can be labeled a disappointment, even though he's he's been pretty good. Um, I think it, I think it's just simply because the receiver class has been so good that like you would maybe say that, but I, I I, I'm not like worried he's going to be a bust or anything. Me neither. And the expectations were always too high in the summer. I thought, because yes. I mean, it's still Lockett and DK there. Anyways, <laughs> um, go on. Yeah. Uh, you know whose expectations uh, should have been higher? Who's that? The fans. But the NFL's stupid and let him fall to the second round. That's a Lions nickel, Brian Branch, yeah. the ultimate defensive weapon. Yeah, um, he's my defensive rookie of the week. Six tackles, three TFLs. That's a big time, baby. Hit a sick PBU, and the holding call against him was one of the worst calls I've seen all year. Like he, <laughs> the play happened complete other side of the field, and like I don't think he held. Like I watched it like three times, couldn't figure it out. Rigged. Um, one of the TFLs. He creeped to the line at like, uh, and was like on Aiden Hutchinson's hip, as uh, the Bears ran like a uh, uh, like a crack toss, and he was in the backfield, like almost as the ball hit the running back in the hands. Like it was insane timing. Um, there was another one where he beat three blocks for the run stop, include like a tight end and an offensive lineman and a fullback. Um, the PBU. He's playing, so he's he was mainly playing around the line of scrimmage, right? Like as like a defensive uh, weapon at, mm-hmm. at nickel. Uh, there's one one uh, play um, where they they line up single high, and the Bears are in a play action pass where I, I can't remember. I think it was DJ Moore it was running just absolutely wide open because because um, the the corner was picking up a, a a tight end who was leaking, and branches. Recognition, right recognition, and closing speed on the PBU was silly. Um, it, I think, it was one of the best defensive rookie performances of the season. Um, I think, I think, it, it, I would say, Jalen Carter, Devin Witherspoon, Will Anderson, and Brian Branch are the four defensive rookies in this class. Where I come away being like, oh, that guy's got a chance to be a perennial Pro Bowl. I agreed with you. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think Branch might be my most favorite to watch when he's been on the field when he's been healthy right and they've kind of eased him back in a little bit i'm glad that he's having this like remember the start of the season when he was like the best player on the field at times yeah and, yeah. and, and, and keep in mind this is a week where i also had the texans and pretty much any other week of the year i would have had will anderson as my defense rookie of the year or rookie of the week Ooh, uh, but uh brian branch was that good this week like this was maybe will anderson's best game of the year too that's good. That's a lot of fun. I my my defense rookie of the week is soft, soft, soft potatoes here. I I didn't have a, like an outstanding one, and I had a couple of guys that flashed like, and I stuck them in other spots. So I ended up splitting it between uh, the race for the defensive rookie of the year in Jalen Carter and Witherspoon. Uh, Carter like it wasn't the flashiest game, but a few like I think he got credit for three pressures. Um, I think he's got like one of the best pressure rates on the interior in the league still. Um, and really, I'm giving him this because. My entire life, I wanted to see someone try to intercept a spike, and he, he went for it. And it was, it was my favorite play of the weekend. So just seeing that was unreal. I he almost came away with it. it was between his hands. That was sick. And I'm, I'm giving it also co-defensive with Devin Witherspoon because it was just another really strong game. It wasn't overly flashy. He did have a sack on the second snap of the game, and I thought that was going to set the tempo uh, for the flashy plays. Didn't continue so much, but really strong. Just was really good in coverage. 
Uh, made a couple plays on the ball. Just wasn't giving up much. And he's been, uh, like I said, we've talked about him. Everything as as advertised every week, I think. Um, Going to be a lot of fun seeing him on um, Thanksgiving Eve against the Niners this week. Going to worst jerky. Speaking of receivers, and I, I didn't have like a super blatant worst jerky. Um, so I went with Tyler Scott, the Bears receiver, who had just two targets. On his lone catch, he fumbled. And then late in the game, uh, Justin Fields put off this perfect deep ball that Tyler Scott just did not track well. He slowed mm-hmm. up, like couldn't find Saw it. Saw it, yeah. Do, do, like it was just a mess of a play. And those were like in this Bears choke job where I think Justin Fields played one of the best games of his career. Yeah. Tyler Scott was like maybe the difference in a in a win or a loss, man. Oh, Aiden Hutchinson was though too. Wow. Um, no, I saw that. That was I, I threw the game on and watched it live at the end and yeah, that was that one sucked. Um Yeah, I my my worst rookie, I'm giving it to the Panthers office of rookies as a whole. We've talked about Bryce Young already, but throwing uh you know, I alluded to the poor protection and the, the lack of playmakers and I'll hit one of each. Uh Jonathan Mingo, I know we've talked about him, but like he just adds nothing. He had one catch for six yards on six targets. Just adds nothing, and and we've talked about all these great wide receivers, and I th- I liked Mingo, but I thought that was a little they could have taken a couple other guys, I could have kept Josh Downs in you know in his state, um, and yet Mingo's been such a nothing for this Panthers offense. Hopefully, new regime and a new life for Mingo next year. Um, that said, my true worst rookie was uh, Chandler Zavala, who was coming back from injury. And it was just it was it was not pretty. It was three sacks, five pressures. Might have been worse. I mean, just like the one play just summed it up. He, look, unfair, but uh, Parsons came inside on a on a stunt. He he didn't he didn't touch him. He didn't touch Zavala. Could not lay a hand on Parsons. He just beat him clean. Got in on Bryce, and it, it wasn't any better. Like even Mozzie Smith, who I was going to talk about later for flashing, toasted him for a big hit on, on Bryce Young, forced an incompletion. Uh, not much after that. It was just constant. Zavala's not hanging, and that's kind of like you know, maybe not ready, and that uh, you know, rushing him back from the injury, and I don't know, but <laughs> on this awful, awful offensive line. But he's been not, not, not good, not good when he's been in there, Rob. Unfortunately. Um, you hate to hear that. I know, it sucks. But, but you know what you love to hear? What's that? How Jalen Carter almost caught a spike. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's my primetime star because that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> okay, I'm glad. And, and, and beyond uh, Jalen Carter almost catching the spike from Patrick Mahomes for an interception, which would have been like play the of most the century, tweeted out play of all time. <laughs> yeah. Um. He was also just like kind of a wrecking ball pass uh, yeah. as a pass rusher on the inside against a Chiefs offensive line. It's very um, one of the best, and yeah. I felt like they were getting away with a lot of holds. Maybe what else is new? The Leafs, uh, the Leafs, the Leafs trying to rig it for them. Um, Carter's currently minus one seventy five to win defensive of the year, which is tops, uh, followed by Witherspoon, Will Anderson, Brian Branch. Give me, give me the spoon money. Give me the spoon money. One fifty, baby. Um. I'll give you two, one from that game. Uh, just Rasheed Rice is always really, really solid for the Chiefs. Just consistently yeah, good. Another 40 yards. Later. Okay, okay, we'll save it then. My, I thought, I thought my highlight here was was Jordan Battle playing a lot. I know they they lost and it wasn't great, and obviously 
bro. That sucks. But I thought I thought Battle looked really strong. I had a boatload of tackles. Three weeks in a row now. I, I think I've watched more Bengals games than you, but three yeah. weeks in a row now he's he's flashed some ability there. He I think they like they announced him today as the full time starter over Scott. Um just I thought very strong yeah, it is. Very strong game against the run. Made lots of tackles. Uh, a lot of Lamar running, and he was kind of like, – at least one play was one-on-one. Lamar could have had a touchdown. He made a big-time tackle. Um, yeah, I thought Battle looked really strong. And that's – you know, that's what he was drafted for. And that's what he was damn good at at Bama. So just seeing him uh, making that kind of impact in a you know Thursday nighter that was supposed to be a big game and obviously went awry. But, no, it was, it was really pleasant to see. Um. Underwhelming performance. Uh, another thing we've alluded to. Darnell Wright was was yeah. who I went to. Not only like Aiden Hutchinson, obviously strip sack. Yeah. Wright has to defeatingly kick the ball out of the end zone. Um, it wasn't on purpose. I couldn't uh, tell. But pro- beyond that, like Aiden Hutchinson was giving him the business all, all, all game. Um, Hutchinson affected multiple Justin Fields throws. Uh, Fields was frequently flooding out of the pocket to his left away from pressure caused by Hutchinson. And I think Darnell Wright's had a good rookie season. Yeah, yes. and Like, not dominant or anything, but one of the better tackles in his rookie class. Yeah. Um, and this was just kind of underwhelming. Like, this was maybe his worst game of the year. Yeah, I think, like, for the Bears, I think you're happy with Darnell Wright. Like, definitely, like, he's had a solid year. But I don't know if he's played, like, top or 10th overall no. pick good either. You know what no. I mean? It's kind of like... But yeah, he but it, wasn't I think because really the, the top rookie ten tackles, pick. yeah, the rookie tackles have been so meh, meh yeah. that like you're le- like it's it's less noteworthy that he hasn't played up to being a top ten pick. He's probably been more consistent than Paris Johnson, you know. Like yeah, I, I got some negatives on him in a bit. Too. Yeah, after I talked about last week, um, <laughs> I went on in on Bryce Young earlier. Uh, my underwhelming performance is a guy who's had a really great rookie season. I just thought Byron Young. Was kind of quiet against the Seahawks. Just not much of a factor. Charles Cross um, kind of locked him down most of the game. Had a couple assist tackles. Not much of a pre- I think they credit him for a pressure or two. Didn't feel him. It was mainly Aaron Donald just wrecking shit. Um, and that's a guy, you know, who's who's had a really great rookie year. Just kind of a quiet performance. Um, you know, I, I kind of thought he would have a chance to, you know, do some damage against the Seahawks. Especially with Donald always just wrecks them. But not much to say there. Um from his performance positively. I'm sure he'll bounce back though. He's been awesome. And I'll throw I'll throw one more out there. Jordan Addison, just in the in the primetime game, kinda expected more. It wasn't like a poor performance, but just forty four yards, three grabs. Uh nothing super negative. Just just didn't didn't you know, didn't do enough, I thought. Like I don't know, it wasn't super exciting. The Vikings off was kinda weird, but expected more, but the Broncos just too damn good right now, baby. Can't lose. My uh looks like a hit this where I had to put Willa Anderson kind of yeah, feel bad that I couldn't give him a bigger honor. But um, <laughs> I mean, I, there's a lot of criticism about when the Texans, yep, traded up to take him, um, and and beyond, kind of the fact that they did that, just they got everything they wanted. And this guy, he's already captain. He's, I think, been the best rookie edge rusher in this class. Yep, you're starting to see the production as a pass rusher now too, after being a dominant run defender early. Uh, had a sack, two TFLs, two QB hits against the Cardinals. Um, he plays with his hair on fire. He's chasing everything to the sideline. Um, he, he, he's like he had a his sack came on a chop move against Paris Johnson where he he won, but Kyler climbed in the pocket and he kind of 
uh, rerouted himself to chase down Kyler. Um, he was also his speed to power was giving Paris Johnson the business, and he was getting a lot of pressure that way too. Uh, the guy is just absolutely him and CJ Stroud are just the perfect cornerstone players. For yeah, man, side of the ball, totally. And I, I like I think that's you know I know so I, I don't think we were too negative on the I, at least I wasn't on the I don't think you were either on them making that move and it's kind of what we said you know they obviously Stroud is going to set the tone on offense but I think like <clears throat> even more so like moving up and, and Ryan's kind of getting that cornerstone piece on defense to set the tone and he has right and I think that's. I, I I don't want to say you know he's he's been as responsible for this really really strong Texan season as Stroud has, but I think he's been a, a real reason why the defense has been solid. You know, my looks like a hit. <laughs> Go with another. I was waiting for you to chime in. My looks like a hit. Go with another edge rusher, Rob. Please, please wait your turn. Um, here. <laughs> I'm dipping into an, a four o'clock game. I have my eye on. I. I it's not a. It's not a high key one. It's not a high key one. It's not like I'm gonna call my head. But after his uh, best game of his young career last week, we talked about him. This week, Yaya Diaby, I think, topped it against the Niners. Stealing my games. That's crazy. That's awesome. I There's three four o'clock games. They're oh, open. Oh, right? okay. Whatever. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Really, he was awesome, eh? He was. Yeah. He was really damn good. And I just, I just thought, you know, we were in early on him last week, and that's pretty cool to start stacking games like that. Um, yeah, no, he looked really good. You, you tweeted out the one uh, one sack on the Seven Rounds in Heaven account. Go follow us. Yeah, the other sack was like uh, he just yeah kind of touched the uh, yeah pretty, but um, the second sack was sick. It was, he was nice. also like he doing work and tw- he only played twenty one snaps. Yeah, uh, he was having a big effect on the run game too. Yeah, no, I think he's looked really strong, especially the last two weeks. Uh, no, it's, it, that's a little preemptive to say a hit, but I just think he's looking really damn good and uh, keeping it up is, it would be huge. Uh, miss, I put Jack Campbell here. He's just like every week I come away thinking like he's not terrible, but this yeah. guy is a first round off ball linebacker. But you didn't have miss, a first round grade, so you're good. He, just in general, though, like I don't know. Yeah, I'm out on off ball linebackers in general. I think. Um, um, yeah, he missed three tackles against the Bears too. Like. He wasn't, yeah, I don't know. You just can't be doing that as a first-round off-ball linebacker. Having I think like, it, it's getting to the ter- territory where it's more egregious to take a linebacker in the first than a running back. Yeah, like Alex Anzalone is a better player than him. It, it, okay, well, first of all, Anzalone's our guy, but he's been good. He's been pretty good. Yeah, uh, so, anyway. <laughs> I'm sticking in the NFC North and doing a positive spin, as I try to tend to do on them. looks like a miss. A guy I was too low on was, and you were a fan of, Credit to Rob, Jaden Reed, the Packers receiver, who, you know, has been, you know, hot to start. It's been a little up and down throughout, but is is looking really strong again the last few weeks. Uh, Four catches, 46 yards, three carries for 46 yards, and an end-around touchdown. Just flashing that speed. It wasn't like, you know, wasn't didn't make 20 guys miss, but really good play. And I thought they did a really good job just getting the ball this week. Um, you know, one, he had a had a really nice game, just like hit him on a RPO kind of kind of um, screener out there, and he like got I don't know twenty ish yards, um, just showing off that yak ability. Um, and then like I think his route running like it, it was a strength, but like I think it's it's starting to emerge even more for the Packers. And um, yeah, no, I thought he was a, a day three guy. I was low, and he's the Packers' best receiver, I think. And they have a bunch of rookie receivers, and I'll talk about that more in a sec. But yeah, I thought he was the Packers' best receiver. Um, Gona needs to step it up. I put Paris Johnson here. 
Uh, struggled with Will Anderson all game. He held Will Anderson on a play that would have been another Will Anderson sack. I also put DJ Turner here, who I thought yeah. struggled against the Ravens a little bit. Had that. Up 90 yards, had the DPI. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's been good this year, though, so I'm not, like, concerned in the long run. I just mm-hmm. thought he struggled against Baltimore. No, I agree with you. It was it was a bit of a struggle. I know that DPI was kind of not great. Um, I'm going with another first-round pick. I'm going with Quentin Johnston. Kind of, kind of a wash, man. Two, two catches, twenty-one yards on six targets. Uh, I just mentioned the Packers rookies. The Packers had four different rookies have more receiving yards than Quentin Johnson in this game. Four. Um, <laughs> the big reason why he's like I, he was close to my worst rookie until I saw Chandler Zavala. But <laughs> third and six, down by three, under thirty seconds to play. Johnson runs a deep route. He has two steps on the defender. Like, okay, this is what he was drafted for. He's big. He's explosive. Herbert hits him in the hands, and he drops him. It would have got them in the field goal range. Um, at least they would have tied the game. He dropped it. Um, just just a brutal, brutal play. Um, I don't know what to say. I think we've said it last week. Said it again now. Is that he looks like he's an instant bust. Um, that's probably my biggest miss from, uh, from this past draft. Yeah. Don't draft receivers who... Don't run great routes and struggle to catch the football. You know what I'm think I'm learning. Yeah, that, that the last one for sure. You know what I'm thinking I'm learning is that like we get enamored with these big athletic dudes, and you see their moving ability. Say, okay, this will translate as a route runner. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's what I kind of thought with Johnson, and kind of thought that with uh, Watson a little bit too last year. Not that Watson's yeah. been poor, but he's kind of been bad he this has year. Been, yeah. Yeah. I, I think unless you're like a dominant catch point receiver on Even top then, of being yeah. on top of being like you have to have some some ability as a route runner. You have to be doing yeah. something there if you're that type of receiver too. The best skill yeah. for a wide receiver is separation and that's that's a, that's period, right? And then the, I get the hands too, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um I'm not ready to play. I'm going to a receiver who played in prime time, Marvin Mims. Um, he's had such a weird rookie year where yes, yeah. early on he was making big plays and then just like they kind of stopped using him completely and he had only had two targets. Yeah. Uh, and uh, But makes plays one, as a return man. Or sorry, four targets and one catch, two catches for four yards in his last four games prior to the game against the Vikings where he had two catches for 12 yards, also got called on a face mask. They're just... I'm putting him for not ready to play because I think there's a reason he's not out there as like this mm-hmm. big play threat for this offense. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good point. I mean, I mentioned it last week he's asking for more touches and, and more targets, but no, I think there's a reason. I think I agree with you. Um, um, who yeah. you got? My not ready to play is another miss for me, I think. And that's uh, Giants center John Michael Schmitz. He, he, he's not been good. He's He missed a little bit of time. But, oh, man, he, I thought he was struggling against the Commanders. I mentioned already nine sacks for that Commanders front. The, the interior of that, you know, the really strong interior in there, and Allen and Payne were going to work. Um, he was struggling uh, quite a bit. I thought there were some moments as a in, as a run blocker, uh, but but in pass pro it looked pretty pretty bad, and the line was in shambles. And, you know, I, like, I always like to say that you need that center kind of to bring the offensive line together. And I don't want to say he's had the opposite effect this year, but the offensive line has gone backwards this year, and it's 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 bad. 
Um, yeah, don't draft centers until day three, as long as they've started a bunch of college games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, best day three rookies. Um, first, I got Dewan Jones, who was rotating. I, I told you about this. He's rotating in only on like clear passing downs. Played forty percent of the snaps and shut down T.J. Watt King. against the Steelers when yeah. he was in there. Because uh, he, he was only rotating in because he's dealing with a, I think a shoulder and a hip injury. Um, but uh, <laughs> every time he was out, James Hudson was getting his ass kicked by T.J. Watt. It was just like really weird and fun and goofy. And Dewan Jones is great. Um, awesome. I also have Tavius Robinson who has sacked yeah. the Indian, uh, yeah. against the Bengals. And uh, Trey Palmer, I know, like, 28 yards from scrimmage on five touches, but, like, Trey Palmer, there's something there. Like, I feel like he's always making a play here or there. Yeah, no, he is. I like Trey Palmer. I think next year he's going to break out. I think it's going to come. Uh, I put I put Robinson for out of nowhere, Rock. So I'm going to I'm gonna audible and put another guy because uh, one of my best three day three guys is out of nowhere, too. So I'm just going to give you one here for now. If that's okay, Rob. And I mentioned earlier, Packers receivers, Dante even Wicks, 91 yards on three catches. Just every time they every time they seem to go to him, he, he makes big plays. He's he's been a lot of fun for this Packers offense. Um but yeah, I'll give you I'll give you my I'll switch these around. So I had Tavius Robinson here to best day three. That sack was nice. He he's it was a good good play, and it's kind of cool to see him, you know, making plays on this really good Ravens defense. Uh best UDFA rookie. I, I mentioned Trey Palmer, but how about Rakeem Jarrett, yeah. who had a big 41-yard catch down the seam against yep. the 49ers. And he was a guy who, heading into his last his junior season in mm-hmm. Maryland, was a guy like, there's talk, hey, this guy could be a top 150 pick. And mm-hmm. he, it didn't have a great year, and he's a former blue-chip recruit. And I mean, he's an NFL player, that's for sure. Like, It's interesting. I just find that so interesting. He was like a big five-star recruit who yep. started his career hot at Maryland, and it kind yep. of cooled and but he's making it i also have keto on mitchell because that's the dude i put mitchell here as well yeah i love mitch maybe it wasn't the big breakout game that i hoped for and kind of called out but he's so much fun to watch i, I love every time they get on the ball he just constantly makes plays he's still fucking fast um so i put i put mitchell here and i also put ivan pace i thought a really strong game against the broncos uh, Sunday Night Football, you know, kind of getting the full-time work like we talked about. Nine tackles. He forced a fumble as well. Yeah, Pace has been really, really solid. And we we, we talked about him a lot already. But, yeah, I, I love Mitchell. I love watching Mitchell run the ball. Um, Ricky's who flash. I'm going to run through my list here. Yeah, yeah, Diaby. Yep. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, who yep. was just a first-down machine against the Jets. Will McDonald, who had a big TFL, had a couple pressures against the Bills, starting to really come on. Um, his he, athleticism was popping, I thought. Barely played, too. Yeah, it totally was. Yeah. Uh, Jair Brown, who came in due to injury against the Buccaneers and had the yep. interception in the end zone on a tip. Uh, Garrett Williams, who's just like quietly looked really good he against has. the Texans. Yeah, uh, he's looked good, I felt like. Stroud only threw his way once. He gave up a catch for five yards. Didn't go at him again. It's my um, guy. Yeah, Broderick Jones, who just continues to be a mammoth in the run game for the Steelers at right tackle. Uh, Tariq Stevenson, who had a forced fumble and a pick against the Lions, had his best game. Lions barely threw at him. And same game, Jameer Gibbs, 95 yards from scrimmage on so 14 touches. A lot of good players that just couldn't get put anywhere else. Yeah, um, Stevenson stacking good games. That's, that's pretty good. And, you know, another game we shared, too, that... I actually didn't even put him here, but I just want to get this out there. Zay Flowers had a really nice Thursday night football game. 
Had that big play called back, that yeah, would have been on the BS absolute call. sick. That was a shit call. Uh, but also, like, they had that that great play. I think it was just just before that too. You know, it was awesome. Um, I'm gonna start with two tight ends. I like to go a little bit more guys that we don't hear from too much that look good. Lou Schoomaker had a touchdown, 18 yards, hit a seam route, kind of got sandwiched as the ball arrived, hit hard, hung on. It was a good play. Had another catch for like five yards. Nice to see. It would be would be big for the Cowboys if he can kind of come on. I know Ferguson's been really great, but um, yeah. Sticking in a uh, Big Ten country, but going to Michael Mayer, who who didn't wasn't like a fantastic game, but I thought pretty solid. Four catches, forty six, was making some plays after the catch too. Um, was just doing well at what they're asking him to do, and I think that's kind of what he's been this year for the most part since they've kind of gotten him rolling. Um, I mentioned Mazi Smith; he had a couple pressures. He had he had a big hit on on Bryce Young. He's starting to come on a little bit. Like to see that. Uh, and then I'll give you I'll give you a, a trio of duos, Rob. Uh, <laughs> I thought I thought the the corner duo of Banks and Hawkins had their best combined game. I, I think this this week against the Commanders, obviously winning that one. Um, Banks had a strong game, a nice bounce back after a, a few struggles, and Hawkins really just needed a solid game at all uh, to come on. <laughs> um, mentioned the the Packers pass catchers. Tucker Craft came on this week, and they were using Luke Musgrave as well. I like to see them kind of getting that duo involved. I'm a, I like Tucker Craft. It'd kind of be nice to see him. Like That felt like an odd pick when they made that selection. Um, haven't really seen the plan, but we saw glimpses of it this week, so that's cool. And we mentioned earlier, uh, JSN, Jackson Smith, and Jigba was making some big plays. Almost had a sick catch, toe-tapper down the sideline. Got overturned, but like there's no clear replay on TV, at least. Thought it should have stud. Also had like, that nice, um, another one we tweeted out on Seven Rounds in Heaven. Where like you know, uh, Gino kind of gave him a chance downfield, and he, he went up and leaped. He, he had the guy beat too, good play. And Zach Charbonnet, um, Kenneth Walker went down with an oblique. Sounds like he's gonna be out at least this week, um, and so he's gonna get the run against the Niners on, on um, Thursday night. He he always makes really really like he'll have a he'll string nice runs together. I want to see more of him. Also like just really consistent as a pass catcher. Um, just want to see more. Um, out of nowhere, Rooks. I said two guys who I uh, I was just shocked to see. Not okay. the, the, like Israel Abanaconda coming in for the Jets. It's like I, a lot of hype around him. This is my guy. First touches of the year, sixteen yards from scrimmage on two touches. I can see How do you look? Explosive. Yes, that's and, exactly what I wanted to hear. And then Elijah Higgins, who I did not realize is on the Cardinals and had a oh. two yard catch. <laughs> that's the Cardinals play a lot of rookies and they're like fun. Weirdly fun. The Cardinals rookie, like defense rookies are fun. Uh, so my guy that could have been my best day three rookie that I'm going to swing to over here was uh, Washington Commander joining that sack party had a sack and a half and that's KJ Henry, who who I mean, we haven't talked about much this year. Um, the sacks were kind of just cleanup sacks or a sack and a half at least. It wasn't wasn't anything to get super excited about, but also like two two batted balls at the line of scrimmage that I thought were like really well played uh, plays and. Got up and just knocked him down in Tommy D's face. Um, yeah, no, it kind of it's kind of surprising there, and I thought he looked pretty pretty good. Okay, here's where I get to uh, Rasheed Rice for my start the rook. Okay, Rasheed Rice five targets, four catches, forty two yards against the Eagles. Rasheed Rice thirty six catches, four twenty mm-hmm. four scores uh, this season, twenty one first down catches, uh, QB rating of one twenty four point six when targeted. The Chiefs receivers have been bad. Bad. Yeah. Bad. Justin Watson, Marquez Valdez Scanning have been nothing. Rashid Ray should be playing more. He's played under seventy percent of the snaps of every in every game this season. He is 
been, I think it's fair to say, their most consistent wide receiver. Um, yeah, easily. Yeah, getting hard to fathom why he isn't playing more. Yeah, I don't like. I you're totally right. Like it feels like he should have a much larger role in this offense. Um, no, that's a that's a really and, good point. And, and, and like it, he he's their second uh, after Travis Kelsey. He is their second leading uh, receiver in yards, mm-hmm. in targets, and in catches. But it just feels like he st- he needs to be used even more. Yeah, no, I agree. I think we'll see it down the stretch. I don't know though, um, because like, he's why just is the Justin most... Watson. And, like I, I get the Marquez Valdez Scantling thing. He's he was oh uh, a useful player for them last year, but the Justin Watson thing now. is like yeah. like Justin Watson's been like bad in playing their him and Valdez Scantling have been like their top two outside receiver. I just mm-hmm. don't get it. No, that's a good. That's a really good point. I don't know. No, that's a good one because I keep looking at the bright side for Rice. But you're right. Why isn't the and Sky Moore is a nothing too? Let's just throw it in there. Like, why isn't he? Uh, why isn't he getting more looks? That's a good one. Um, I'm going to go much lower key, and it's just a guy that I've seen a couple of glimpses from that I like to see play more for the L.A. Rams. I know they're they're hanging around, but let's go, Shane Mathis. He he had a glimpse. He had like I, I didn't play much against the Seahawks, but kind of got into the battle and made a play. Um, you know, explosive dude. That'd be an interesting duo to see together with Young and Mathis more consistently, at least. Um, you know, explosive dude that, you know, his stock was a long journey in his transfer and everything. But SS showed a couple glimpses in the limited play in, in L.A., and i just like to see him more. Well, hopefully we do. Hopefully Thanks. we see lots of rookies over Thanksgiving. Hopefully uh, the Black Friday game Who? gets abolished. Okay, I want you to make one call here. And who who's your Turkey Day rookie of the day? It's got to be a lion. It's got to be a lion. So it's Gibbs or Branch. Um, yeah, I can't even remember who the Cowboys play. Uh, Washington. KJ Henry. It's Washington, isn't it? I think. Uh, it's a bad game. Whatever. Actually, <laughs> I, I I think we'll come out of it like because we already know how good Gibbs and Branch are. We're gonna come out of the the Thanksgiving slate saying. Should Zach Charbonnet be RB one in Seattle? Oh, I okay. I like the branch. I think Gibbs is a little easy. I'm not, I'm gonna go with another easy one, but I think it's gonna be a huge Sam Laporta game. Gobble gobble. <laughs>